At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What's going on, Rams fans? And welcome back into Rams Showcase tonight. The Los Angeles Rams hit list is out. We break down each game next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? And welcome back into Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio on the Fan Side of Network. I'm your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Banks. I am laying down the law for you tonight. We're talking about the schedule. We're not going to get into a whole lot of other stuff because I did want to, I, I wanted it to just be only the schedule, all right? So I also, we did have a post for fan quesos, uh, but I'm actually going to push those. I'm going to push those to the next episode. I, I only had a couple, so that's totally fine. And if you did drop your queso, you have no fear because we will take care of those on the on the next episode of Ram Showcase when we do get to a, no, a more normal schedule. My life has been a little bit bananas lately, but I think we're calming down, and I think I'm able to to get uh, Ram Showcase back on its uh, intended schedule, actually. So, if you are hearing the audio-only version of this, then uh, good news, there's a video version. Just head over to youtube.com slash ramshowcase, or just search Ram Showcase on YouTube, and it will guide you there. Make sure you subscribe, and then you can get Ram Showcase episodes. You can also get them clipped out uh, as, you know, when, when they're... This one will probably be clipped. I can, I can, I say that with some confidence. <laughs> uh, but usually, especially come come the season time, we break down uh, different clips into uh, into their own videos, so you don't have to sit through the entire thing. And if you are watching the video version, great news for you as well. There's an audio only version of Ram Showcase that you can catch uh, if you're working out, driving around, anything like that. Then uh, you can find Ram Showcase on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Wherever you're finding your favorite podcast, you can catch Ram Showcase there as well. But like I said, we are getting into just the schedule, really. But I wanted to to first touch on just a couple of things, uh, just kind of around the Los Angeles Rams as we kind of creep into, well, we're in mid-May now. So as we creep into what is really essentially going to become a really dead time of the season. Luckily, this Los Angeles Rams team and the way that they're building their roster and still are not done we will still have some news kind of peppered in throughout the, the offseason that we will be able to discuss and that I will break down as we do get it. But one bit of news that I am still expecting that we have not heard anything on yet is Odell Beckham Jr. And this is kind of a topic that is kind of floating around a little bit. There's some very unverified uh, information. There's there's one Twitter account. I'm not going to call anybody out, but there's one Twitter account that has been uh, very hit or miss on some news uh, they claim to have some sources, but they refuse to say what those sources are or anything like that, which, I mean, I mean, that that happens. Sometimes sources want to remain anonymous, um, but ultimately that does mean that we don't we can't actually confirm if it's if it's real information or not. And so far, this exact same account that I am referring to has had some information that was true, uh, but also they've had some information that was not true. So 
very hard to to judge that. Um, so right now I'm taking everything that I see from that account with a grain of salt because we just can't really confirm. We get, It's hard to be confident that that information is actually true or not. Um, I'm sure he's a good dude and stuff like that. But uh, ultimately right now I, we can't really know if that is good information or if we're just kind of getting um, uh, an account that is looking for likes and follows and stuff. Uh, we saw that with uh, the NFL schedule leaks. Uh, there was an account there that uh, that was blatantly just just making up fake fake leaks of of games and <laughs> of the NFL schedule. And I mean, hey, credit to to that person. Uh, a lot of people fell for it. I've always taken schedule leaks very lightly and kind of say like, well, I mean, if that's if that is true, then uh, that'll be cool to see that game at that time or whatever. But at the same time, I also I hate all kinds of leaks. I hate when a draft pick is tweeted before it's announced. I, I don't, I'm not a fan of the leaks. I think an official announcement is way more cool. You know what I mean? So it's like when the Rams release their new logo or their new uniforms, there's, it's like a whole production. So any kind of leak there, like with the when the logo leaked, it was like a whole bummer and stuff. So I don't know. It just kind of takes away the, um, the, the, the punch of an official announcement, which is really the fun part of, of the, the whole NFL stuff, and especially when you have a team like the Los Angeles Rams who absolutely nail that stuff, it's just more fun that way. But either way, I, I say all that to say this, that we don't actually know about Odell Beckham Jr. right now, but ultimately it does feel like he wants to be a Ram and the Rams want him to be a Ram. So it seems like there's there's uh, some agreement there and some at least there's there is mutual interest that we do know. And one thing that we don't know yet is how far that mutual interest is going to go. What can the Rams afford? What will OBJ take? And that's kind of what the conversations are now. Per his own Instagram or uh, Twitter account, he is saying like, they know where I want to be, but I can't play for free. And uh, I absolutely agree with that. Um, but Odell, uh, I think he also deserves to have uh, a decent amount of money. I mean, he was an absolute game changer. If he doesn't go down in the Super Bowl, we're possibly looking at an Odell Beckham Jr. MVP instead of a Cooper Cup MVP. And who knows what the rest of that game looks like. But I don't think you can argue with me and say that Odell Beckham Jr. was not at least a massive part of the game plan uh, as that game was going on. It started early. He scored the first touchdown for the Rams. I know he only had the two catches, but they were two very big catches. And um, uh, as, the, as that game was going to go on, it, it just felt like he was going to be a very big, important part of the Rams offensive game plan. And so it was unfortunate to see it happen. And we also don't know exactly when he can come back. Uh, sounds like uh, we we would be looking at about November time uh, for a return for Odell. If we're being optimistic, uh, of course, that could be later. But hey, at the same time, I mean, when he joined the, the Rams late this last season, I mean, that was a massive improvement to the team late. So I think that if we could get him under contract and have him on the roster for when he is healthy, then, I mean, the second he touches the field, the Rams are a better football team. Do we need Odell Beckham Jr.? No, not really. We don't need Odell Beckham Jr. Our Super Bowl hopes of repeating do not hinge on whether or not Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, comes back for the Los Angeles Rams. But that's exactly the point. And if you paid attention to how this team has built themselves over the last five years, it is not about need. It's about want, really. I mean, do, do the Rams want Odell Beckham Jr.? Absolutely. Why not? Why would you not want a superstar on your roster? Do the Rams need Odell Beckham Jr. to be able to compete? No, not at all. This team is absolutely loaded. This team is stacked. As of today, this Rams wide receiver group is even pretty loaded, more loaded than most other NFL teams. But there is still that chance of adding Odell Beckham Jr., which is absolutely perfect. I mean, I don't know. 
I, I, I mean, I've seen it, but I, I don't know the reasoning behind not wanting a superstar on your roster. The arguments that I've gotten back to me are we could use that money elsewhere. Where is my question? And then, of course, I mean, there are we can get better at most positions, honestly, but who can't? There's a lot of teams that can get better. We could get better than Matthew Stafford. I mean, Matthew Stafford is not the number one quarterback in the NFL, but do we need to? No, <laughs> like. You know, we didn't really need to move on from Jared Goff. He was a Super Bowl quarterback. Of course, we saw the benefits of moving on from Jared Goff. It did bring a ring to the Los Angeles Rams. But that's all kind of just a roundabout way of saying that uh, Odell Beckham Jr., while it's not 100% necessary that he does return to the Rams, it does feel like there's mutual interest there, and he does make this team better. And I don't think that that's that's something that can be refuted, that Odell on this Rams roster makes uh, the offense more explosive and even better. Um, also, just uh, some other news around the Los Angeles Rams. We are in the final cheerleader auditions. Uh, those are underway uh, happening now, so we'll get that squad together as well. Uh, we don't really cover cheerleaders too much on, on Ram Showcase. It's not really part of uh, part of what we dig into. But, hey, sometimes we get into the offseason, and uh, this is the kind of stuff that, uh, that we have access to right now is we do have the cheerleader options. But, hey. I like to think that we're an all-encompassing Ram show, that we don't just stick to uh, to the to the football fields. I do like to dig into the front office stuff. Uh, we talked, we've we've covered the the legal stuff between the Rams and the city of St. Louis pretty heavy. So I like to try to to dabble in to uh, to other stuff. But we do have the 2022 hit list. It's out, and hey, this thing looks it's it's pretty pretty hefty, but. You know what? I, I'm all for it. I wanted a tough schedule. I think it's more fun that way when you look through your schedule and you don't just see like, okay, win, 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 win. Okay, we'll probably just repeat. It's like we start off with a banger and I think that that just brings more excitement to it. I'm here for all of it. Um, I immediately was seeing, you know, uh, when when it kind of came out that the Rams were going to be playing in Green Bay late, I saw a bunch of complaints on that, but I mean... I think that's ridiculous. It's football. It's a winter slash fall sport, and you're going to get cold games. You're not going to be able to avoid it. I know that we're a Southern California team, and that's maybe not the the most preferred thing, but ease up, all right, because these Packer fans are about to start talking trash to us, and when they have screenshots of a bunch of Rams fans complaining about a cold weather game, I mean, it gives them room to talk, so it's unfortunate, but and like I said, though, this this schedule, I think it's fun. I think it's good. I think we play some really good teams. We have uh, some tough matchups, especially as we get late into the season. Um, but I'm here for all of it. I think it's 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 fun. If you want to be the best, you need to beat the best. And the Rams certainly take on some very talented NFL teams. Let's take a look at the preseason. Uh, very. We'll just run over this briefly at the Chargers against the Houston Texans and then in Cincinnati it is odd to see Cincinnati on this Uh, I was kind of hoping that we would see an at Denver Broncos for this one that way I could just run up the road and go catch the the LA Rams uh, up there just up by 25 but that is not the case Uh, but at the Chargers I love that because uh, one of our road games has to be um, uh, it has to be AFC so I'll take that one Uh, but we'll of course take the Chargers on in every preseason, even though we do play play them later in the season. Uh, and then, of course, um, the, the Houston Texans coming to town. I mean, not a lot to talk about here. And then in Cincinnati, either way, uh, the preseason don't get it, it won't get a lot of attention from me simply because the Rams don't play their starters in preseason. 
Uh, the Rams went 0-3 last year in the preseason, and I think it turned out okay. So um, there's not really a whole lot of reason to dive too deep into uh, the regular or the, the preseason games and kind of like break them down because simply put, we're going to see a lot of depth. We're going to see a lot of young guys playing in these games. We're not going to see guys like Stafford, Donald, Ramsey, Cup, uh, probably Robinson, Akers. We're not going to see the vast majority of our starters. Uh, and that's a typical thing for this Los Angeles Rams team under head coach Sean McVay. Let's go ahead and begin with the regular season, though. Week one to open the NFL season Thursday night football. The Buffalo Bills coming to the Los Angeles Rams. This could be a Super Bowl preview. We could be seeing this game to kick off the season. We could be seeing this game to end the season in Arizona, and that's pretty exciting stuff there. Vaughn Miller does return to the Los Angeles Rams as he signed that six-year deal uh, with the Buffalo Bills. But hey, let's let's not let's not try to sugarcoat this one at all. This is a very tough game to start your season in Week One. That Buffalo Bills team is absolutely loaded. Uh, they should be a Super Bowl favorite going into the season. They already are, and rightfully so. They have a lot of talent out there. They have a very strong coaching staff, and they added talent this offseason as well. So that's going to be a tough game to start the season. But I say all that about the Buffalo Bills, but hey, this Los Angeles Rams team is uh, also pretty good at football as well. So uh, both teams are absolutely loaded, good coaching staffs, good rosters. This is a great game to start the season. And also the Buffalo Bills, this is the bonus matchup that 17th game added to everybody's schedule where you get that other op opposite conference uh, opponent. That is the Buffalo Bills for the Rams this year. And uh, cool to start this season. The matchup that you want to watch in this one is going to be quarterback Josh Allen versus defensive lineman Aaron Donald. These are two powerhouses of human beings. And uh, this is going to be one heck of a football game to, to get our eyeballs on. This is also going to be the first game uh, of Bobby Wagner as a Los Angeles Rams. So that'll be really fun to watch as well. Allen Robinson, we get to see what kind of impact that he can have on this, this team. And uh, honestly, this is a great way to start the season because you get immediately to see how good or bad this Los Angeles Rams team is going to be after a Super Bowl win. We don't know if anybody's going to be taking a little light. Uh, it doesn't really feel like we have those guys on this roster, but... Hey, it's absolutely possible. And this Buffalo Bills team is definitely still hungry, especially how they got knocked out last year. 13 seconds is all those Chiefs needed. That's um, pretty tough if you're a Buffalo Bills fan. Next up, week two, the Atlanta Falcons coming to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. This is at 1.05 p.m. on Sunday. The Falcons are one of those teams in a rebuild. They look pretty rough right now. Mariota is probably a drop-off at quarterback from Matt Ryan, if I had to guess it. He's absolutely a bridge quarterback, so... Uh, not a whole lot to talk about when it comes to this Atlanta Falcons roster. They don't have a lot of talent there. Um, just kind of, it's, it's one of those teams where it's like, okay, we got a, a tough one in week one, but in, in week two, we should be able to handle the Atlanta Falcons. And of course, every NFL player is an NFL player, so you can't take them lightly. Um, and, and you never know who's going who's gonna to show up uh, and play week in and week out. So it's, it, it should be a tough game, but at the same time, uh, this, this Rams team is more talented has a better coaching staff, and I think is overall just a better team than the Atlanta Falcons. The matchup you're going to want to watch in this one is that Rams, the Rams weapons in general versus that Falcons defense, which is not very good. This could be an explosion of a game uh, as far as points and yardage goes for the Rams offense. Third game of the season, the Rams open their division play at the Arizona Cardinals, 1.25 p.m. on a Sunday. The Cardinals have started very hot in the last few years, uh, being one of the last undefeated teams in the NFL uh, the last couple of seasons. DeAndre Hopkins versus Jalen Ramsey was already going to be a matchup to watch, but now 
uh, per some draft day trading, uh, we'll also see Troy Hill versus Hollywood Brown. And I think that that's very exciting matchups as well. So we have a lot of matchups to watch in this one. Um, it's going to be very exciting to see how all of this unfolds and how this, Ari- these, this Arizona Cardinals team will start the season, considering they do start so hot. But uh, last year, once they got hit with injuries, that's when they really started to fall apart. But they should be still healthy here. It's only week three. The matchup that you're going to want to watch in this one, the Rams secondary, which they addressed pretty heavily. So it does seem like it does feel like they felt like it was a weakness uh, going into the season. The Rams secondary versus those Cardinals weapons, because they absolutely still have uh, some very talented weapons out there, even though Christian Kirk, who got way overpaid by the Jacksonville Jaguars, is now gone. The fourth game of the season, the Rams have their second divisional game and go to the San Francisco 49ers. So back-to-back division road games, that is a tough little stretch as you're only getting into the first quarter of your season. This game is on Monday Night Football, though, so prime time against the the San Francisco 49ers. Possibly we could see those uh, throwback uniforms again for the 49ers as well as the modern throwbacks for the Los Angeles Rams. I think that was uh, aesthetically very pleasing as uh, as we saw that last year. Uh, but the Rams have lost the last six regular season games to the San Francisco 49ers. But of course, the Rams pulling off the biggest win in those last uh, seven matchups against the 49ers, beating them in the NFC Championship game last year to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, but could that be the turn of the tide as we we see this uh, this this kind of ex- expansion of, of Sean McVay and his growth that we've seen even pretty recently uh, and uh, also, not to take anything away from Raheem Morris. I mean, I bashed, uh, well, I don't want to say, well, I did. <laughs> I bashed Raheem Morris pretty heavy last year uh, as we started the season, as we got into the middle of the season. But uh, as the the playoffs went on, uh, you could tell there was a, a very big change in the aggression on the Rams defense. And I think that that was a big part of it. So we'll see if if uh, that kind of defensive play can carry on to this 49ers team that has a very physical offense, uh, guys like uh, Kittle and Debo, who are very difficult to defend if you're not uh, punching them back in the mouth. Uh, but is, is it Trey Lance's time in San Francisco? Uh, we should know by by now um, if, if Garoppolo is going to be the guy or if, or if Lance is going to be the guy. Um, but it would be interesting to see if, if Lance is not, because at that point, then I would say we have to agree and admit that uh, the 49ers did make a mistake uh, moving up to take Trey Lance. The matchup you're going to want to watch here is linebacker Bobby Wagner, who brings a big old brain to this Rams defense versus Kyle Shanahan. So I'm interested to see what kind of impact Bobby Wagner can have alongside Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and Raheem Morris on the defensive schemes, and even uh, Jordan Fuller on, on to the, uh, to reference a captain. Uh, to see what kind of defensive schemes we get um, with a familiar opponent, because it's not that Bobby Wagner is not familiar uh, going against the San Francisco 49ers. Game five, the Rams host the Dallas Cowboys on a Sunday at 1.25 p.m. Now, the Cowboys feel like the the most like normal, average, just a, they're a football team. You know, like I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. But there's nothing special about the Dallas Cowboys, but they're also not very bad. Uh, they have a an okay quarterback. They got a couple of decent running backs. They've got a, some okay weapons. I uh, like Mike Parsons at linebacker. Leighton Vander Esch has been one of my favorite players for a while if he could stay healthy. Uh, Diggs is, I think, overly aggressive. But, I mean, we we had that with, with Janoris Jenkins, and I was a big fan of him when he was here. So I don't want to, like take that angle of like, I don't like that aggression because I clearly do. I liked uh, Janoris Jenkins. I liked Cortland Finnegan. Uh, so when they were here, uh, I, I liked that aggression and taking those chances. But 
Uh, Diggs does that to uh, kind of an extreme. Um, but the aggressive defense that could either rattle the Rams offensive line with no Whitworth and Matthew Stafford, who we, we did see a couple times last year, that pressure was kind of getting to him and, and he would make some mistakes. So we'll see by week five if that is going to be a thing. Uh, or, you know what, we could see the op- absolute opposite as well. And that aggression could be too much. And we could see Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson just absolutely light this secondary up. So we'll have to see how that uh, unfolds as this gets a little bit closer. And we, of course, will have to deal with some injuries by this time. Uh, typically, I mean, we've had four games in already and uh, usually you start to get a little bit banged up. Um, but I mean, that's expected. It's a pretty violent sport. Injuries are going to happen and we don't like to see injuries, but they are going to happen. You got to kind of just go with the flow uh, and, and just take those punches as they come. It's um, I'm a little bit surprised that this game didn't wiggle its way into a primetime slot, uh, it being the reigning Super Bowl champs versus Jerry Jones's team. And so Hey, uh, that's not too bad, though. I, I like the, the regular Sunday day games. I Don't get me wrong. I love a primetime game, but uh, that, that Detroit Lions schedule wouldn't bother me one bit. <laughs> Just being Sunday days, uh, I, I don't mind that. Next game, oh, what, matchup here to watch. I'm going to give it to uh, Stafford versus Diggs and Parsons because that aggressive defense might be able to rattle uh, that that Stafford offense. But at the same time, it could also be one of those games where Stafford is just on and Cooper Cup is just weaving through and just absolutely wrecking that um, that secondary for the Rams. So, hey, let's not forget, though, that we are dealing with human beings. People can have on days. People can have off days. Uh, it's just That's just the way that the world works. Uh, next game is going to be the Carolina Panthers coming to Los Angeles at 1.05 p.m. on a Sunday. The Panthers should be picking in the top five in the 2023 NFL draft, so I don't expect this game to get flexed or, or have a lot of attention as far as uh, coverage goes, but you guys know that we do keep posted on the on the distribution maps. I just I feel like this is going to be a little sliver where we get our California, they get their Carolina, and then everybody else is probably some bigger games in this week that we don't get a lot of coverage for. Uh, but Johnny Hecker is making his return to Los Angeles. I know that that is like a punter and stuff, but he was also a very long time Ram, probably the best punter uh, that the Rams have ever had. One of the best punters in NFL history, so I would I feel comfortable saying he was the best punter the Rams have ever had. But him making his return to Los Angeles, that's about as thick as this storyline gets. Can Sam Darnold hush any of the doubt? I I, I don't know. <laughs> that's the best that I can give you there. This Carolina Panthers team is in rough shape right now. I don't anticipate a whole lot of explosion out of that squad there. The matchup that you're going to want to watch here is this Rams defense versus that no weapon offense. Could this be the Rams shutout? So yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I, it feels like this could be, if there's any game on this list that I would say that the Rams could get a shutout, I'm going to go with uh, week six against the Carolina Panthers. Week seven, we do have a bye week. And uh, speaking of bye week and taking a little bit of a break, we'll take a really, really fast break here. And then uh, on the other side, we'll get into week eight and on of the Rams hit list. Now, let's continue with the Los Angeles Rams 2022 NFL schedule. All right. Week eight, the Los Angeles Rams hosting the San Francisco 49ers at 125 p.m. on a Sunday. I am a little bit surprised to see the Rams wrapping up their entire Niners series by week eight. Uh, It does. It feels like the NFL would have wanted to push this one late. 
Um, but hey, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into making a schedule, and I'm not here to bash any schedule makers or anything. It just does feel weird that within the first half of the season, the Rams will be done playing the 49ers. So if that were to be a um, a playoff rematch, then those are going to be two completely different teams by the time we get into the postseason. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's rather interesting to me. By week eight, also, this is the Rams' third division game of the season, and at this point, we got to start looking at what these teams' health is going to look like. The Rams have been very fortunate with health in the last couple of seasons. Uh, really, the last four or five seasons, the Rams have been extremely lucky with health. Uh, is that going to, is the law of averages going to come bite us? I guess it's always possible that uh, that we could see, like, because we've had so much luck before that all of a sudden we just get absolutely wrecked with injuries. Um, you know, it, it's always possible. We're dealing with uh, a very violent sport, very aggressive humans, <laughs> and uh, that's just the way it is. Injuries are part of the game. It's unfortunate, but uh, I'm curious to see what the health will look like for each of these squads at this time of the season. The Rams coming off of a bye week does help, though. Uh, the matchup that I'm watching here is going to be Sean McVay versus Kyle Shanahan. Uh, the first time was uh, was Wagner versus Shanahan, but this one, I think it's going to come down to, to McVay and Shanahan simply because uh, that coaching battle has been very solid. Uh, we we, we kind of referenced it already. Six straight regular season losses uh, to the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, we just got to, you know, see what see what McVay is cooking up. I mean, that that big, massive win, the, the biggest win of the last seven games uh, between the, the, these two teams came in the NFC Championship game. And obviously that's a that's a big, important game. You know what I mean? So. Um, I'm interested to see how this how how McVay enters this season to go against uh, Kyle Shanahan, who has had his number overall, but the Rams did win the biggest of those games. I can't stress that enough that, uh, yeah, these 49ers and their their fans love to remind you that they won those six straight. But uh, the Rams won in the NFC championship game, which I think I think negates most of that. I mean, at least a few. Right. At least four. I would say the uh, minimum. Uh, of negating that like you can beat us in the regular season all you want to but if in the playoffs we're moving on and you're going home I'll take that absolutely Um, so I think that this matchup though will be uh, big into coaching week nine the Rams go across the country taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa at 125 p.m. Uh, it's I'm stoked to get a late game that is on the east coast I'll, I'll take that every single time this is almost a prime time game though when you're out there uh, this will be a, a 4:25 kickoff in December. Is this December? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's like October. Actually, I didn't write the dates on these ones. Um, I think it's October, but we're getting late into this one. So, like by the end of the game, we'll be looking at um, at like it being pretty dark for this one. But hey, that's cool. This is a divisional round rematch. Uh, that game was absolutely incredible. Cooper Cup came in clutch at the very end there. Uh, and had one of his moments where he got like he was actually fired up uh, or no, that was against the 49ers. That one where he like yelled into the sky, um, kind of get my my Cooper Cup big moments mixed up. There's so freaking many of them. <laughs> Either way, Tom Brady, uh, he does indeed return. We did not think we would see him again. I was very, very stoked and happy to say that uh, the Tom Brady's last game was a loss to the Los Angeles Rams. That is no longer going to be the case, or could still be the case. Uh, we will see as the as the playoffs go on uh, next year. I do feel good about both of these teams being back in there, so maybe we can still get that. Uh, the Bucks almost looked like they were headed towards a rebuild until Tom decided that he did want to come back and play. So 
Um, the the only thing now that I'm kind of looking at is coaching for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What is that going to look like going from Bruce Arians to now? Um, I'm co- totally blanking on his name. I'm going to look like a total jerk now. I can picture his face if that makes you feel any better at all. Todd Bowles. Um, uh, so going from Arians to Bowles, I, what kind of impact is that going to have on this team? I, I really don't know, but the NFC itself is just so weak that these this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team will get into the playoffs based on their roster alone. I don't think that the coaching could ruin the way that the rest of that division looks uh, with the Falcons, the Panthers, and the Saints. I, I think that by default, the Bucs are going to win this one simply because they have Tom Brady on their roster. Uh, they have the better roster by miles in that division. So I think it'll be an easy playoff berth for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So maybe we can get them again, but I, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure what kind of impact this coaching staff is going to have. So uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see. But by week nine, going into the game, we'll kind of have a better understanding of, of what that will look like. The matchup that I have in this one to watch is going to be Jalen Ramsey versus Mike Evans. And Evans definitely got... Uh, he got the best of, of Ramsey in certain spots in that divisional round. Uh, luckily for Ramsey, the Rams offense is just absolutely bananas right now and uh, was able to kind of make up for that mistake of uh, that last Tom Brady touchdown, the most recent Tom Brady touchdown that was sailed over the head of Jalen Ramsey. Week 10, the Rams host the Arizona Cardinals at 1.25 p.m. on a Sunday. This is the second game against the Arizona Cardinals, even though we still have not yet seen the Seattle Seahawks. So this wraps up. We will, we will have been done with the 49ers, done with the Arizona Cardinals. We still have got, not yet seen the Seahawks. So fourth game uh, in the division, divisional play for the Rams, but none against Seattle yet. This historically is where the Arizona Cardinals begin to fall apart. So we'll see if that trend uh, starts to, if it does continue. But this is about that time where they would start to, to fall off. Um, and then uh, this is also... This is also the part of the season where your depth starts to get a little bit tested. Uh, maybe you've got backup running backs or wide receivers that are playing bigger roles now. Uh, so I, I think both of these teams are in a good position as far as their offensive depth goes. But defensive defensive depth is where both teams, I think, have a little bit of question marks. Uh, the Rams in the secondary just have a lot of young guys as far as the depth goes. Uh, at, in the secondary and at linebacker, young uh, as far as the depth goes. And I, I would say that that's pretty similar for the Arizona Cardinals as well, from my understanding of their roster. Uh, I really dive further into rosters uh, of the Rams opponents when we get to to preseason, because I love watching preseason games, and it gives you a, a solid understanding of how deep other teams can be potentially um of course preseason there's not really any game plans you're just kind of trying to see guys in different situations but um that's one thing that that i will look at as we get a little bit closer but under uh sean mcveigh the rams have owned the arizona cardinals that one loss last year kind of seemed out of place it seemed like the arizona cardinals just really wanted to prove something uh for that one and then the rams were able to take care of business later on in the season so uh, we'll see what what kind of impact uh that mcveigh uh, like offense kind of has uh, now against the Arizona Cardinals. This will be the second game against the Arizona Cardinals for the season. So we'll see what that kind of is is shaping up to, to look like and, and what those Arizona Cardinals are looking like against the Los Angeles Rams. I think there's a lot of frustration there, and I think that that impacts uh, how their game plans appear and, and all that. So the matchup that you're going to want to watch in this one is going to be Aaron Donald versus Kyler Murray. We saw it last year where uh, Kyler Murray... In the second game, especially as we creep later into the season, 
he would fall down if Aaron Donald got within like five yards of him. He would just crumble to the ground like a little toddler. So uh, I'm expecting more of that. It uh, doesn't feel like Kyler Murray is changing the way he's going to play at all. So uh, we saw that a lot in the playoff game uh, against the Arizona Cardinals where the Rams just absolutely just wrecked the, the cards. Uh, we saw, uh, yeah, Kyler Murray is just, he seemed to just be playing very scared against Aaron Donald, but I mean, reasonably, I mean, <laughs> if anybody is scared of Aaron Donald, no one's like, you are such a wuss. Like everybody's like, yeah, well, that's a scary guy. So, <laughs> so no, not a lot of shade thrown towards Kyler Murray, but I mean, you're also a football player. You have a lot of protections as a quarterback and you are in full pads. So how about you like try maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's just me talking out here in Colorado in the safety of my own apartment, but I don't know. Uh, week 11, the Rams go to the New Orleans Saints. This is an early kickoff game, and uh, I want to say, is this the only early game that the Los Angeles Rams have? I think so. According to my schedule, I think it is. Yeah. So that's perfect because these early games kind of drive me insane, uh, especially now that I work nights. Um, this is usually the time that I'm waking up uh, when this game's kicking off, so that might be a little bit of a struggle, but... Other than that, I will still wake up and I will still do my duty of drinking beers during the Rams game. It's just what we have to do as fans. I have like my whole process, my whole rhythm and stuff like that, and it will not be ruined by the New Orleans Saints. Uh, This is the first early game of the season. Winston at quarterback could be a good sign for the Rams, but is Drew Brees coming back? There's like a weird conversation happening right now with Drew Brees and his potential return. Michael Thomas looks like he'll be back to playing, but how good is he going to be? He uh, has historically been one of the biggest whiners in the NFL. Uh, He doesn't like getting hit. He doesn't like, um, I I don't know. He's just, he's got that attitude of, uh, of, of like, he feels entitled, I, I would say is the right way to describe Michael Thomas. Like he, He's extremely talented, but I think he takes that talent and he's like kind of like, well, do you even know who I am? Like, I am Michael Thomas kind of thing. So I don't know. Um, I, th- I think Jalen Ramsey versus Michael Thomas and Jameis Winston. That's going to be my matchup to watch in this one, especially because I think that Jalen can get into the head of Michael Thomas. He seems like an easy guy to pick on uh, simply because of that um, that whole attitude that he's got, um, that kind of like whiny attitude of of Michael Thomas. It, it does seem like something that Jalen Ramsey will be able to pick at and uh, probably cause some mistakes. So uh, look for that one as well. And then uh, J- Jarvis Landry recently joining the weaponry uh, for the New Orleans Saints. So he will probably be covered by Troy Hill. Uh, and uh, I think that's a great matchup, actually. Uh, week 12, the Rams go to Kansas City. So just up the road from New Orleans, heading just a little north to Kansas City. This is 1.25 p.m. on a Sunday. This is the first matchup between these two teams since that insane Monday night football game in 2018, the one where the Rams were in their color rush, which is my favorite Rams uniforms of all time. And uh, great game, great excitement. I mean, obviously, this is the first NFL game where somebody scored 50 points and still lost. That was the Kansas City Chiefs with a 54 to 51 final for that game. Absolutely insane. Uh, People like to say is the defenses were broken, but uh, per my tally, uh, simply by just remembering, actually, the the Rams had two defensive touchdowns, Samson Abukam scoring those, and uh, the Chiefs had a defensive touchdown as well. So it wasn't just bad defense. It was just madness. And this game was, uh, that game was originally supposed to be played in Mexico. It didn't happen because of a Shakira concert that tore up the field the day before. Uh, but I remember that was the week that uh, the Rams were out here in Colorado Springs, staying at the Broadmoor, practicing at the Air Force Academy. So that was awesome. But I say all that to say that this is the first game since then <laughs> between these two teams. 
but it also, for some reason, it feels like the Chiefs' window is closing a little bit. And I don't know if part of that is my brain saying that the AFC is just so strong and losing Tyree Kill, I think, is a bigger loss than it's getting credit for. Um, but it does feel like the Chiefs maybe went a little too hard on um, on on Patrick Mahomes and maybe, maybe, maybe not, I don't know, because the Rams are able to move around money. I'm sure the Chiefs are as well. Uh, but but maybe there was maybe there's a window closing there. It's kind of what it feels like. This is also the Rams' first AFC West matchup of the season. Uh, the matchup you're going to want to watch here is going to be Aaron Donald versus Patrick Mahomes. We saw Aaron Donald light up Patrick Mahomes a couple of times in that uh, previous game. Uh, we saw two forced fumbles uh, from Aaron Donald on Patrick Mahomes. Uh, really cool stuff. Uh, those those arms coming in, man, on on Mahomes. That was that was. I've I've got that image in my head of just that slow motion of Aaron Donald just like ah, like you know. <laughs> I know you know what I'm talking about. Next game for the Rams is going to be hosting the Seattle Seahawks at 1:05 p.m. on a Sunday. This is the first matchup with the Seahawks this year. This is also going to be the first time that Bobby Wagner plays against the Seahawks in his entire career, outside of practice, of course. Uh, but it also has been quite a while since the Rams have played a Wilsonless Seattle Seahawks. So this is going to be a, a, a new era of Seattle that we see as Rams fans. Uh, and it does happen late. Week 13 is our first game against them. So we will have a very strong understanding of what they are going to look like as a team by this point. I do anticipate that they are the, the bottom feeders, uh, as it were, of the NFC West. It just feels like they are kind of tearing down to build back up. Um, but you know, I mean, you have to do that at some points, uh, at some, there, there, there does become a point where you do have to kind of start taking away pieces and, and, and try to go in a different direction and try to rebuild your squad. Uh, I was, I'm surprised at the Seahawks, um, at the way that they're doing that simply because they do move on from a lot of their superstars, but then they do keep their old school coach who I think has played a large role in their lack of success in recent years. So that's kind of interesting to to see, but uh, either way, the Seattle Seahawks always come to play against the Los Angeles Rams, and it kind of goes vice versa. When the Seahawks were good and the Rams were bad, it was still a game where the, the Rams could win that. So uh, let's not take these games lightly, even though the Seahawks will likely be uh, a, a bad team in, in a sense. Uh, the NFC is pretty weak as a whole, so they could essentially creep into a playoff spot simply because the NFC is so weak, but I just don't see it happening. I think I think the Seahawks are in, are in for a couple of rough years, but either way, this is the first time in a while that the Rams will not play uh, Russell Wilson as a Seahawks. So that's going to be a, a interesting way to look at it. Could it be Drew Locke? Could it be Geno Smith? I don't really think it matters. I think that both of those guys are not uh, average quarterbacks. So uh, whoever wins that battle, I mean, good on them. And I, I think we just know who both of these guys are. We're not going to start the season and, and be like, holy crap, Drew Locke was doing like, where was this Drew Locke in Denver? That's I don't think what we're going to we're going to say that we're we'll like, oh, he's still Drew Locke. Cool. So I think there's that. Um, the matchup that I have in this one is going to be Jalen Ramsey versus DK Metcalf. I also am not fully sold that DK will start the season as, as a Seattle Seahawks. So we'll have to see. Um, but historically speaking, DK has struggled mightily against Jalen Ramsey. So we'll keep an eye on that. Next up, the Rams stay at home and host the Las Vegas Raiders on Thursday night football. SoFi becomes a very heated area during these these matchups uh, with the, the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders fans absolutely claim to be L.A.'s team, and they do have a very strong fan base out there. 
Uh, but they also moved to Las Vegas. They didn't even they didn't even stay in California at all. So uh, I think over some time we will see that the that California fan base, uh, for lack of a better way of saying this, they'll die off. And uh, that's simply like the Rams being gone from L.A. for so long. It's going to take, you know, kids going to games and growing up around it and seeing stuff around and seeing Rampage come to their school and stuff like that, where they're going to grow up and be Rams fans. And that's where our fan base is going to be really solid. Um, but and I really hate to say it sounds like a rude thing to say, but I'm not I have no like ill intentions here. But it's um, those Raiders fans that are in L.A. Eventually, they will get old and they will die. And like humans do. I don't know if this is like the it's taking a weird turn, but. Um, and then eventually, though, those those fans will be gone and it will be replaced with Rams fans. So, yes, there might be more more Raiders fans in Los Angeles right now than Rams fans. But that will eventually go away as populations evolve, essentially. And young Rams fans are coming up and the Raiders fans are not. That's how I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh McDaniels, though, uh, by this time of the season, we will have a very solid understanding of what this offense is going to look like with Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, and Josh McDaniels. This does figure to be a pretty powerful team. Um, I, I like what this Raiders team is doing as far as building themselves. I think that they've they've got themselves some weapons. I think that this is probably one of the more underrated teams uh, entering the, the 2022 season. But at the same time, Josh McDaniels failed bad as a coach the first time for the Denver Broncos. But I also think he was given a lot, uh, way too much, I would say, control over that team. And he was not ready for that. So if he can just focus on coaching, we'll see what kind of impact he can have. He's also got some, some very talented players out there uh, with... Um, with Devontae Adams, uh, the, the tight end, Wall, Waller, I was going to say Waylon, that's not right, uh, Waller, and then of course Derek Carr, who I don't think is a bad quarterback by any means. If he were a Los Angeles Rams quarterback, I would be fine with it. I wouldn't be like sitting here trying to say we need to move on from him. Of course, I am happy that we have Stafford over Carr, but you get what I'm saying. I hope. If not, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> so we will have plenty of tape on that Josh McDaniels team by this point, though. Uh, the matchup that you're going to watch in this one, Jalen Ramsey versus Devontae Adams. Very strong uh, matchup here. Jalen Ramsey, the best cornerback in the NFL against Devontae Adams, the second best wide receiver in the NFL. So that should be really fun to keep your, our eyes on. If that matchup was not going to happen in week 14, it was certainly going to happen in week 15 as the Rams head to Green Bay on Monday Night Football the Rams get a little bit of a mini bye week with a Thursday night football game followed by a Monday night football game, but the Packers do get a full bye week as their bye week is in week 14 heading into this game. So both teams will have at least a little bit of a rest um, going into the Monday night football game in Lambeau Field, and this is going to be one heck of a football game. We will see by this time how the Packers are utilizing their young wide receivers because entering the draft, their top target was Lazard. And if you put Lazard onto the Rams roster, he would probably be the fourth at best wide receiver, but probably the fifth wide receiver on the Rams roster. So really curious to see how the the weaponry works out for the Green Bay Packers up there, uh, considering they don't have any top tier talent at the wide receiver position. Uh, they have a bunch of guys who look like threes, um, or at least would be threes on most NFL teams. So that'll be really interesting to see how Aaron Rodgers handles that. Uh, Jair Alexander today, actually of date of recording, uh, which is going to be the 16th of May, uh, he becomes the highest paid cornerback in the NFL, in the NFL, but can he handle Cooper cup? Uh, that's the biggest question. Um, so you have, 
Uh, we talked about Jalen Ramsey being the number one corner versus Devontae Adams being the number two wide receiver. But now we also have Cup versus Alexander, the number one wide receiver versus what I would say the number two cornerback in the NFL. So we have very two very strong matchups uh, just going to opposite sides of the football. Uh, because I do think that uh, Jalen Ramsey is better than Jair Alexander, and I also would say that Cooper Cup is better than Devontae Adams. I could break that down further for you if you would like. Uh, if, if anybody wants me to dive a little bit further into that of why I think that, feel free to comment and uh, we could cover that that topic as well. But uh, it's it's a cool matchup because we get the back-to-back MVP, MVP versus the Super Bowl champs. And uh, the Rams in the last few years have had struggles against the Green Bay Packers. Um, so we'll see what happens this year as both of these teams now look pretty different. And, uh, you know, the the Green Bay Packers were losing some some talent as well. Like Devontae Adams is now gone. And now uh, who is it? Zadarius Smith takes off. Um, but the, the Rams also lose some guys. Uh, Von Miller's gone. Uh, Darius Williams, who I don't think is a, as big of a hit. Um, but then I think that the Rams replaced the guys that they lost. Like instead of Robert Woods, we now have Allen Robinson. I don't think that that's much of a drop off. Uh, but instead of Devontae Adams, who did the Packers get? I mean, they didn't really target anybody. Uh, instead of Zadarius Smith, who did the Packers get? They didn't really go for anybody. I think the Rams had some had some uh, better handling of the of of replacing the guys that they left than the Green Bay Packers. And I do expect the Packers to take a little bit of a step back this year. Although this very this could be a very very big game. Uh, especially going into week 15 of the NFL season. This could be a massive, massive matchup, but I also don't have the Packers winning their division. So uh, we'll see how that one uh, unfolds. Next up, the Rams host the Denver Broncos at 1.30 on Christmas Day. This is a whole new vibe, though, for the Denver Broncos. Uh, as a Colorado resident, a, Cal- a Colorado local, I uh, was born out here in Colorado. I do get a hefty dose of the Denver Broncos news and the whole vibe of their squad out here. I was planning on going to this one, but I'm not going to go to LA for Christmas. I'm I'm not going to make those travel plans, guys. Um, I really, really wanted to see the Denver Broncos in in LA, but that uh, it's just not going to work out with it being the day of Christmas. Um, We'll we'll watch it out here, though. I'll watch it up with my my entire family in Denver. Uh, Well, I usually do that for Christmas. So I'll go up there and hang out and then we'll watch the game together, which will be um, not as cool as being at SoFi Stadium for sure, but it'll still be fun. Nathaniel Hackett, the new Denver Broncos head coach, he is officially the first branch of a branch of the Sean McVay tree as Sean McVay had LaFleur as his offensive coordinator and then LaFleur becomes a head coach. He has Nathaniel Hackett as his offensive coordinator and now Nathaniel Hackett gets hired as the Denver Broncos head coach. So the first branch of a branch that McVay tree is growing pretty, pretty rapidly. It's actually kind of really cool to see. Uh, no team has sacked Russell Wilson, new Denver Broncos quarterback. No team has sacked him more than the Los Angeles Rams. Both teams could be battling for playoff seeding in their respective conferences as the Denver Broncos, I think, are in a very strong position to make a very big push this year. I don't think I would put them as a Super Bowl team. I absolutely put them as a playoff team, though. So uh, something to keep your eyes on this Denver Broncos team. They were very, very talented last year, but were lacking a quarterback and uh, they addressed that in a big way by grabbing themselves a future Hall of Famer in Russell Wilson. Very difficult to hate Russell Wilson. I, of course, always wanted him to lose games because he was a Seattle Seahawks, but he is such a good dude. Uh, I think he fits into the to the feeling of the Denver Broncos and the, their fan base perfectly. Uh, I think he'll follow in a lot of the footsteps that Peyton Manning did. Maybe not winning a Super Bowl. Maybe he will. Um, it's it's kind of hard to say before we actually see him out there, but 
I think the Denver Broncos are going to be a massively improved team from last year to this year. Um, and uh, the vibe on socials is that uh, not a lot of fans are excited that this is a Christmas Day game. Uh, so it seems like tickets possibly could be pretty cheap to get into this one. Um, but uh, from a lot of the season ticket holders that I've seen already on socials, uh, they're already kind of looking at unloading these ones as uh, the game is just not a night game on Christmas Day. If I've seen a lot of people say if it was later in the in the day, they would probably go. But um, a one thirty kickoff uh, for a Christmas Day game, uh, it's it's family time still. So um, maybe if you are in a position to, to get to this one, maybe that'd be a, a good one to go to. And uh, this is also the matchup to watch in this one. Bobby Wagner versus Russell Wilson. This is uh, two former Seahawks, the leader of the offense, the leader of the defense, meeting head-to-head in two completely different teams. Uh, so this will be a rather interesting one. That that Russell Wilson going to, to Seattle in week one is one heck of a matchup as well. And we get Thursday, so we'll have plenty of time. We'll be able to watch that one. Uh, but I'm excited to see Bobby Wagner take on Russell Wilson in the brain match that they have on the field at SoFi Stadium. Next up, the Los Angeles Rams play at... The Los Angeles Chargers at 520 on Sunday Night Football on New Year's Day. So this is a game that I am planning on going to, much like the Green Bay Packers game. Uh, I'm also looking at the Chiefs game um, and also might be looking at the, that Seahawks game in Los Angeles as well if anybody wants to meet up and stuff. But Green Bay, we've already got our place to stay. Uh, Chargers, though, I would love to spend my New Year's in Los Angeles. I don't think that that would hurt my feelings one bit to be out there uh, for New Year's Day. Uh, which would be really, really fun. But the Rams are on the road for this one. Uh, It's the Rams' bonus home game. We already get nine home games, and then this is our 10th SoFi game of the season. And then we also play at the Chargers in in regular season as well. So we get a lot of SoFi games uh, this year, which is perfect coming off of that uh, Super Bowl win. The Chargers have absolutely reloaded their defense, though. I think the Brandon Staley effect is officially taking control out there as they bring in Khalil Mack, Sebastian Joseph Day, former Los Angeles Ram, and Kyle Van Noy, a linebacker as well. So they definitely have addressed that, but they have a very strong team out there. And then offensively, you look at them, I mean, talent at all over the place. I mean, they've got a, a solid offensive line. They got one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Very talented wide receivers, and their running backs are solid as well. So this should be a pretty tough game. It's hard to analyze what the AFC playoff race will look like in Week 17, but uh, it could because we're still in May. I mean, the, there's a lot of really good AFC teams, so we'll see who kind of rises from the from the top. And especially by Week 17, we'll have a very strong understanding of that. Uh, but this game could be a very, very big matchup for both teams. And this is also uh, the matchup that I'm giving in this one is going to be Brandon Staley versus Sean McVay. This is the first time that they will go head-to-head uh, as head coaches with each other. So uh, they are both, you know, uh, of course, Brandon Staley, former defensive coordinator of the Los Angeles Rams, now head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. So this should be a really, really good matchup to to see. And McVay, uh, I think that he will have uh, a little, his hands full with, with going against Brandon Staley, who is now bringing in guys that fit his defense really well. And the Rams... Final game of the season is in Seattle. This could be on a Saturday or Sunday, so we'll keep our eyes peeled on that one. We also don't have a time for this one, but this is the first time that Bobby Wagner will be be playing in Seattle against the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks will will likely be very out of the race by this game, but um, they might want to play some spoiler as far as seeding goes for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Seattle in January is never a friendly place to play, no matter how good or bad those Seahawks might be, and they might be really bad this year. 
Uh, this is really only the second game that has a mega potential to be cold uh, and on the Rams' schedule, except for maybe Kansas City will be a cold game. It's in Week 12. Green Bay figures to be a cold game. It's December 19th. So really, this would be the potentially the third cold game the Rams could have, which uh, doesn't hurt my feelings too much at all to have uh, so few cold games, although I do love a good cold weather game, uh, and I'm pumped to go to Lambeau, uh, and I, I want it to be like snowing and crappy and terrible. And so I want the full experience. So I'm really excited about that one, but uh, really could be in a position where we are seeing less starters play in this game uh, due to how the playoffs are are unfolding. Uh, the Rams could maybe already have something locked up. Uh, maybe they're the one, two, three, or four uh, kind of already locked in uh, by this time. So maybe uh, we don't see the starters for the entire game in this one. And really, I, it's hard to give a matchup in this one, but I'm, I'm just going to go uh, with, with Bobby Wagner versus Seattle in this one because uh it's clear that he did not like the way that uh, uh that everything was handled with his release and his time coming to an end uh with the seattle seahawks so it will be very interesting to see how he handles this one and how how those emotions come into play and how that impacts how he plays on the field that is your 2022 los angeles Rams schedule uh the hit list as i typically refer to it as which is very exciting. Like I said, we are going to handle fan quesos on the next episode of Ram Showcase. I have already begun the prep, so it is already beginning. We will start getting back on our normal uh, Ram Showcase schedule as we creep into the real the real hefty part of the offseason where we are typically looking for some more stories. So it'll be fun, though. And we will continue to break things down uh, involving the Los Angeles Rams. There's always po- potential. There's always things to look at and dive into. We could dive back into some uh, some older draft classes and grade those, not the 2022 class. Uh, but we could jo- dive back and, and, and look at some of those. Uh, but there's always something to talk about when it comes to Los Angeles Rams as they continue to give us stories as the the year goes on. They, they are very good at giving us stories uh, year round. And we typically don't have too much of a dead gap. Uh, as uh, covers of the Los Angeles Rams. I know my my uh, other Rams YouTubers out there uh, are agreeing with me as uh, this team luckily uh, has, in recent years, has become a little bit more active even in the dead times of the offseason, which makes it a lot of fun. But uh, that is going to do it for me. Make sure you guys subscribe, like the videos, all that good stuff, uh, the typical YouTuber things subscribe and like and all that uh, comment and all that stuff um, but uh, also if you want to drop your quesos on this episode that is totally fine drop them below I will find them on the next episode of Ram Showcase that we will record in the middle of the week um, and uh, if you guys are seeing me on YouTube make sure you guys check it out uh, the audio version if that's something that you're interested in like I said if you're driving around maybe working out or something like that I do get those comments of people that are asking like can I, is there a way you can only get audio or something like that yes yeah, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts Google Play uh, Podbean TuneIn Radio it's everywhere uh, so make sure you, you look for it there as well also on every page of the of the fan side of network that involves the Los Angeles Rams, which would be ramblingfan.com. It's embedded right there on those pages as well. But that is going to do it for me. Make sure you follow the Rams Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Rams Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Rams Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Beggs on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Beggs. If you guys would like to hear me on my in my day job <laughs> now. Um, what I can tell you is um, that I do now work for uh, 94.3 Kilo in Colorado Springs. It's a rock station, uh, the station I grew up listening to. Uh, so there is an app. 
you guys want to view. If you're curious. If not, that's totally fine. Um, it's fine. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there, though. I have been asked a few times about um, what station I am on. So, yes, I do. I am live on there a lot of days. I do nights, 7 to midnight. So, that is going to do it for me, though. I am Sheriff Joe Baggs. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio and the Fan Side of Network. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you have a great night. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.